0: May 27, 2018, it's a lot for Pedro Show. For Pedro Show, uh, it's on a Sunday, we were supposed to do it yesterday, brother Matt unavailable, it was available yesterday, we had a big screw up, I do, through the magic of those wonderful Estonia engineers who developed Skype. have a connect with Austin, Texas. Hey Steve. Hey, what's up? Welcome aboard. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we, we started the show off with John Coltrane doing Wise One, and then, uh the people you play uh, bass for, White Denim, Tony Fatty. And you were telling me off the air, uh, you wrote this song with uh,
1: somebody in mind? Yeah, man. Um, You know, uh, more or less the reason I started playing bass was uh, the Minutemen. And um, I kind of would play along with the records a little bit. Uh, The Minutemen and the Descendants. And, uh, And that song was sort of the first song that I wrote, sort of, um, in that spirit.
0: Okay, let's start at your musical beginning. What's your earliest musical recollection?
1: Well, um, my dad had a really big music collection, um, and so he he would put me to bed um, to uh, the commercial album by The Residents. Oh yeah. Like uh a lot of one minute three, songs. and four.
0: <laughs> Had a lot of one-minute songs.
1: Yeah, exactly. But
0: yeah, there's, there's some great, right? Uh, Third um, Reich, Third Reich and Roll. Uh, beat, yeah. Beat the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. a good, great band, those cats. I think they're originally
1: uh, Louis
0: Louisiana.
1: Yeah, Shreveport, and then they moved to San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah, I just saw them here in Austin a couple weeks ago.
0: Homer, right. He's got to be in his 70s.
1: Yeah, Homer Flynn,
0: yeah. Much <laughs> respect. Uh, Larry, who played drums uh last couple of years of Stooges, Larry Mullins uh, was with those guys for a little bit. But did some yeah, of course. Cool. Uh, so your your earliest recollection is residents, going to sleep to the residents. <laughs> yeah. Now, was your pop a listener, or did he also make music?
1: Um, you know, he, he told me for years that, um, that he couldn't play music, that he only liked to listen. Yeah. And then when I was 15, um, there was an acoustic guitar in the room, and he picked it up and started playing all this classical music. Wow. Um, so it was like a t- total surprise. But uh, he didn't really like playing it. He just liked listening.
0: Okay. so there were, But there were some instruments in the house.
1: Um, you know, <laughs> there, really, there really wasn't um, until I was about 10.
0: Okay. What was the first record you bought for yourself?
1: Um, I think the first record I actually bought with my own money was probably um, the Smashing Pumpkins double album, um, Melancholy and Infinite Sadness. Okay. And Around what, 96 yeah, what, or so.
0: What about your first gig? Um, you know, um, who was the first band you saw? First band
1: I saw, um, I think uh, it was just some punk bands in Atlanta. Um, I don't even remember the names of any of them. Might one of them might have been the bloody Stods. You dropped them, uh, but it was, was just sort again? of like a local.
0: You were dropping out. Say so um, that again, Steve.
1: Okay. Um, so it was just a local punk show in Atlanta. Um, I think one of the bands was called the Bloody Sods. Sods? Um, like
0: England? Bloody Sods. Bloody Sods. <laughs> yeah, that sounds real Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember, uh, there was a time there was a... I've always lo- lo- loved playing in Atlanta. There was a, a point where they had a place called The Point. And it was in this part of town called Five Points. Yeah. And the guy used to hang out there named Carrie Thornley. He was, uh... Him and Greg Hill were the guys that started the Discordians. Just uh, cool. on, on the a side there. So, uh, uh... What about at
1: school? Did they have uh, music uh, classes? Yeah, um... Yeah, I started taking violin in the fifth grade, um... And then uh, I sort of started taking music composition later in college. Okay. Um, How'd you get on? But I kind of bailed on it. How'd you get on the bass? Um, Well, I just I just wanted to play rock and roll. I was about I was about thirteen, and um, I wanted to start playing rock and roll music.
0: Okay.
1: And uh, would you save up money? How'd you get the bass? Um, my dad bought it for me. We just went to uh, Mars Music. <laughs> um, yeah, one of the
0: big box stores, right?
1: Yeah, and uh, I got this um, Yamaha jazz bass that was like uh, wood grain. <laughs> um, yeah, they look like but, they uh, a table. I, I still have it. It sounds great. Okay. did you must have got an amp. Yep, I got a, a little crate, <laughs> 100 watt it um, it's terrible yeah but right away did you get in a band or was it Man Alone um, you know I played um, it's funny I played with some of my dad's friends um, some old guys that worked at the post office um, and uh, we played uh, Creedence covers whoa Stu Cook <laughs> but uh, one of the guys um, also liked to play um, Creep by Radiohead so we kind of played that for him. Um but then the drummer was way in the metal and so we would try to like play carcass covers.
0: Carcass? <laughs> carcass. Oh, Carcass. Carcass <laughs> was an Emerson Lake and Palmer album.
1: Right, right.
0: I want to play uh Brand New White Denim uh, magazine, okay? Cool. in <laughs>
2: California. I was living in a magazine When you let your it down
3: Don't show no mercy, no pity on me Don't show no mercy, no pity on me Yeah You better watch yourself I know what you're gonna do If you're pushing me, I'm pushing you You better watch yourself If you're pushing me, I'm pushing you Don't show no pussy, no pity on me Don't show no pussy, no pity on me Don't show no pussy, no pity on me Don't show no pussy, no pity on me
4: Of your concerns is elemental to your type. They're not petty to you. You gotta ride to your foibles. A notch on my belt. A nick myself, craving. A knock on my heart. A knock to my savings. And truth. Truth. Reality once over again. Now, what's you? Deep red of your life. is the you. So don't, don't go back. You can just go back. Don't, don't go back. You can just go back. At court, in the morning. you're look at the you. Fashion for broken, I'm in the Reality once so vivid, now, that you Deep of your life, is So don't, don't go back, you can just go back Don't, don't go back, you just go back Don't, don't go back, you just go back Don't, don't go back, you can just go back Don't go back, you can just go back. Don't go back, you can just go back. Don't go back, you can just go back.
2: Don't go back, you can just go back.
5: בבוקר גילינו חוף בסך כל חיפשנו מקום לישון בערב לפני ומצאנו קרחת יער ראשתי גליות שהסכימו להתחמם איתנו מול האש אני ניגנדי בגיטרה וניר עשה את הקסם שלו על אחת מהן שמה היה ג'ולי לאנגליה השנייה שמה היה רוט היו גלולות שמוחקות את הזיכרון ועושות את הגוף רפוי כמו פלסטלינה בבוקר התעוררתי על החוף אירום לידי שחוה מישי שלא הצלחתי לזהות ומאחוריי צחק היער ושיחק עם קרני השמש היא הסתובבה לעברי והניחה את ראשה על חזי כיסיתי אותה בזרועי וחזרתי לישון
3: חיה, כמה זמן זה יקחו? כמימ, ארבעה דשים וחמשה
4: קילומטרים מ-תания
5: או ל-תורן, ו-החלק
3: שלו מלוות, ו-הדברי לא ינו מ-הבית.
2: to you.
0: Beaver show, We heard a magazine from White Denim. Uh have got a new
1: album, right? Coming Yep, yeah, August 24th Okay, where'd you record it? Uh, we recorded in a couple of different uh, studios around Austin um, But then we, uh, we have a new studio in Austin That we, we kind um, of oh, put together out there, That's too. where we mixed it
0: You're dropping out, say that again
1: Oh, uh, we we put together a studio in Austin called uh, Radio Milk, <laughs> and um, we we finished it there. We we mixed the record there.
0: Okay, uh, then we heard Black Lips, Fifty Two Drops. They got a new. They're Atlanta, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, who, 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 I know some guy who knows those dudes. Uh, tall, skinny man, great singer. Uh, Atlas. Hm. His name, he's got a few bands.
1: You know you what know i Yeah, I'm talking, yeah, um, uh, Bradford.
0: Bradford, Cox. Right, he knows those guys. Uh, Bradford's great, man. He reminds me of the old days, where everyone was
1: unique. Yeah, man. <laughs> I love him.
0: Yeah. Everyone that still is awesome. unique. Yeah. Uh, then uh, <laughs> Point and Shoot from the Sold and Bones. That's got Billy Bones from the old uh, Skulls. Uh, Negative example, that's uh, Bucky Pope from Madison. He had a band called the Tar Babies. And Quipster, he's going to come out here and maybe do some recording. Uh, Anthems of the Void, with uh, reflected in all the moonlit pales. Zero Debt, Don't Go Back. That's like uh, live from WFMU, New Jersey City. I'm going to be playing there in a month. Cool. At with this thing. Me too. Yeah, this thing called Afternoon Freak, uh, prod with uh, Keyboard Man Matt Motel, and Danny Frankel drummer, and it's gonna be the first. Well, it'll be the second gig because we're gonna do the Freak Flag Fest, and then we'll do a
1: radio thing. So You're doing that WFMU thing. Yeah.
0: I've done. Oh, so we're of playing Money Hall there in about a month. Oh, okay. Uh, stick sellers upstate New York but Bigger and Higher Guided by, vo- Guided by Voice is brand new uh, King Flute this guy puts out an album <laughs> Bob Pollard amazing you know every two yeah. months you know yeah. uh, Farther South Tel Aviv within the morning and finally Shy Billy from White Denim okay so you're playing with your pops b- buddies at the post office uh Happened between that and joining White Denim. Well, you're one of the founding members, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we started in 2005, but uh, before you know, that, I moved I, back to Norfolk, Virginia, which is where I'm from.
0: You know, I heard about you guys from Tom Watson, Missing Man Guitars.
1: Yeah, I met him at one one of our shows one time. Yeah,
0: that's where I first heard about you guys.
1: Yeah. Okay, so from Atlanta,
0: you went to Virginia. Norfolk? Yeah. Yeah, I lived there. Norfolk. Norfolk. I lived there and I was yeah, born, I, heard about that. I, I was born in Portsmouth. And I lived in Norfolk. Cool. Nor smoke. North I always Dredge. thought it was Newport News. They're close, okay. <laughs> Virginia Beach. What's uh, <laughs> so Newport? Newport News is, is actually the base, right?
1: Yeah, it's kind of the other side of the... Uh... It's the
0: other side of the Chesapeake. Yeah, bay thing, and I think it's the biggest navy base in the world. But uh, Vietnam War came, and it was a lot closer to Pedro, so I moved here 51 years ago. But anyway, yeah. what about you? You, 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 uh, you
1: went back? Yeah, I went back. I played in a couple of bands, uh, a couple of hardcore bands and stuff, um, and then in Let's 2004, 2004 I there
0: was a venue there, uh, Boathouse.
1: Yeah. Terrible sound. It's one of the worst ever. There was
0: also a club in a strip mall called the Twilight Zone or something for huh. a little bit. Yeah, because I always wanted to play there, you know, because, well, I have a connection. <laughs> but it was very hard <laughs> to play there. I did play that boathouse with the uh, Sonic Youth. Oh, cool. <laughs> so you played in a couple bands there. Uh, so these are like the first bands that you're in besides your pops.
1: Right. I was still like a teenager. Okay. And uh, did you guys do any recording? Yeah. Um, the first band, I was in Chuck Radio. You know, they have an EP. Um, I don't think you can find it anywhere. Um, and then I was in the a studio. band you, with uh,
0: You went to the studio and
1: recorded, though. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah.
0: So th- that must have been something, right? What was it, uh, the first time in the studio? I was super nervous. Um, we were, too. Our first one was Paranoid Time. And, yeah. <laughs> we recorded mixed it yeah, the same uh, night. That's great. Greg Gitt. Yeah. Very happy. But we were very scared. Georgie learned all them songs, like, in the two weeks. I think it's, we recorded seven songs, five of them made it to the record.
1: It's legendary.
0: <laughs> and uh, you guys, what was this band called? Shock Radio. Shock Radio, okay. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a name. <laughs> yeah, so was Minute Men, I mean, Jesus. And uh,
1: did you do any touring? Did you do any torrent I'm sorry? Um, you know, not really. We just played around Richmond and Norfolk, uh, okay. Hempton Roads area. Sure, sure. And, uh, so what leads to White Dead? Well, I moved to Austin in 2004, um, and, uh, I, I started playing with a bunch of bands, but one of them was called Peach Train, and, uh, there was a club in town called Beerland, um, And we would play there every week. Um, We had kind of had like a residency there.
2: Yeah.
1: And uh, one time this band called Park Touch played. And it was a trio, guitars, drums, and a singer. Um, And they didn't have a a bass player. And uh, the singer, Lucas, came up to me afterwards and uh, gave me just like his name, like scrawled on a piece of paper and his his number. And um, about a month later, I called him up and uh went and recorded it on their EP and then um Lucas the singer left to move to Russia and then we changed the name to White, White Denim
0: okay it
1: was his band yeah well Lu- uh, Lucas James and Josh um were Park Touch um it was sort of all of their band um okay. So he and uh, James and Lucas, yeah, they, they read all the songs, yeah. Okay. So he kind of left. Um, but yeah. then when Luke, when Lucas left, we just uh, James had a bunch of songs that we rec- just recorded as White Denim. Okay. Park Touch.
0: Was that, yeah. That was the first name. Park Touch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Damn. I mean, that's that's a strange name. I remember one time up in the city we played with this band called uh, Uncle Bob Touched Me. I thought that was a trippy name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Park Touch. <laughs> yes. strange. Okay, so you guys had already been playing, just, it's a shortened band, uh, just missing a, um, one of the members, right?
1: Yeah, we had been playing, it was about maybe six or seven months as part touch. And then when the guy left, you know, we we were kind of already going, just started a new name up.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, this, when we started the show off with of Tony
1: Fatty, that's when you wrote that? Um, yeah, I'd say it was a couple years after that. We kind of just, um... We kind of just played around Austin for about two years before we recorded our first or released our first thing. We recorded stuff all the time because our drummer had a studio and an airstream trailer. Wow. So we just re- record every thing. All uh, your practices. But then we finally made a room in- I'm sorry. You record all your practices. Um. Sometimes we didn't record all of them. We would okay. just record every single idea that we ever. had. <laughs>
0: uh, oh. Yeah. So you would. Yeah. So you could remember them. Yeah. That's. Yeah. That's.
1: That was um, a problem. And then after a couple of years. And then the uh, the end of two thousand. Yeah. The end of two thousand seven. We released a let's talk about it EP. Um, And then went on tour, and then we haven't stopped touring since.
0: Yeah. 11 years. (laughs) 11 years. Wow. And uh, this new one, is it the fourth album? Fifth album? Um, No, it's number seven. Okay, number seven. Uh, And uh, when when you write these, uh,
1: can you write on the road? When you're touring? Um, not really. If anything, we'll, um, we'll kind of jam some ideas and sound check. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we've never really been super good at riding on the road, or I haven't at least. Um,
0: Me either. I, I've always had so a problem.
1: There's too much uh,
0: focus you need to just do the touring. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, do, what do you have planned though the record come out in August so you got a, a fall tour we do you coming out this way
1: yeah I think so um, we're doing the east coast in Europe first and um, I think the west coast is going to be uh, in January January I think we're looking at Telegram Ballroom
0: Oh, downtown, yeah. Uh, not the best-sounding of places. Who did I see yeah. there? Yeah, I think I saw the GO team there. And uh, it's, a, it's a big, you know, it wasn't really designed. We were talking about arena rock earlier. It's got, it's I wouldn't call it a sports arena, you know, but it's got that kind of sound.
1: Right, yeah. Blurry
0: and unfocused. A little boomy. Yeah, a little boomy. Well, it wasn't built for music. I think it was maybe built for ballroom dancing and shit yeah there's this whole downtown that's all kind of new for LA you know the old days the gigs were all in Hollywood and stuff now there's all this stuff happening downtown it's uh, a much different kind of thing Uh, like Austin's changed a lot too Uh, oh yeah I remember the first place I played was called the Continental Club I think it's still there
1: it is still there can you believe that Yeah, it was uh, Tony. Yeah, tons of blues jams happening.
0: Tony uh, Terry Pearson and Mark Pratt. Mark Pratt later had a place called Liberty Lunch. Yeah, it was great. I think he's a principal now at his school, and Terry lives up in Seattle. He does sound over at the Tractor Tavern in uh, Ballard. Nice, nice. Anyway, for once pertinent. Informations, yeah, the the greatest load in right that dock in the back you can keep boat there and I just love it. Uh, we're out there in the uh, first hour of the May twenty seven two thousand eighteen Dishawat from Pedro show. Steve from White Denim, my special guest. Hold tight for hour two. May twenty seven two thousand eighteen. It's the second hour of the Lot from Pedro show. You are. for Bead Rush, we'll start off the second hour with the White Denim doing Shake, 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 which has kind of a Buckfast connotation connection to it. <laughs> uh, the DMF doing Pay to Play, Lucy Leave, Jewel Part 1, 2, uh, Demon Karate, Vasco Adonisowski, Duo, Duo Decibel System, Cherry, Rooster Head. June Gloom and the Celestial Loneliness. We're actually still in May Gray, but June Gloom is coming. Us, a demo from the Vandal Poets, and finally, I Started to Run by Wife Denim. What'd you guys do diff- different this time
1: than the last time you recorded? I start to run, you know, um, I don't know, man, um. It was uh, it was in the trailer, too. Um, I'm trying to think what was different. Um, we probably just got, like, a new compressor or something. Um. <laughs> but you didn't try a different I approach? I'm
0: sorry? A different approach, like, for example, writing in the studio. Do you guys like to write in the studio? No. 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 You come prepared. That was, right? still,
1: that was all... Uh... That so I start to run was all sort of like our first chunk of songs. <laughs> okay.
0: What about this latest one? You know, some bands um, you could tell when they start off, they they play their songs for a lot of people, a lot of gigs. Then the uh, second, third, fourth album comes up. You could tell they start writing in the studio. They don't really yeah. test out the songs in front of people. They don't have time. Right. And uh, I'm not saying, you know, <laughs> a typical old-fashioned rock and roll band cycle. Uh, but, uh, like, for, for example, I, it's hard for me to write in the studio.
1: Yeah. I, 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 but Yeah, well, this, this, this record, um, more or less, we... Um, James and I had uh, some some different ideas or riffs um, that we brought to the studio, and we just arranged everything and tried to get basic Tracking finished in one day. That was sort of like this whole record wow. um, And then we would spend another day um, Doing overdubs and then another day mixing three days Yeah <laughs> but, see, we kind of had our own studio space, so we kind of had, you know,
0: sure, we sure. weren't
1: watching the clock clock as much.
0: Sure. What about, what, about, what
1: about this tune here? Drug. Yeah, Drug is the first song um, that we recorded with um, a, an outside producer in a different studio. And that was Mike McCarthy. Oh, okay. Two, well, let's listen.
0: for Pedro Show. Uh, yeah. like Denim with Drug. Uh, Nato Face. Myself after that. Mold Omen. Emblem. Cracks in the Sidewalk. Yeah, uh, Albuquerque. I remember playing with those guys years ago. Because uh, the first record me and D Boone put out, Martin Tamburvich it was a compilation called Cracks in the Sidewalk. Black Flag. Sacred Trust. Minute, minute. Uh, the Doers with Back Bacon and Providence. Protocol for the Left from Tricorona. And finally, I. I, I. <laughs> How do you say that again? I-I-I-I, <laughs> by White Dental. <laughs> Sorry for fucking that up. <laughs> uh, so, you said you weren't concerned with the time and everything, but things went pretty quick.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. for the most part, um, we just, uh, I guess we've uh, got better at making decisions over the years. <laughs> so, yeah, no hem
0: and ha, you just... just, just yeah, we've just been it.
1: going for it.
0: Uh, is there some kind of process? We're talking about you guys bringing in the riffs.
1: Yeah, you know, over the years um, we've just we've kind of tried our hands at um, you know every every approach to songwriting because we, we find that um, each kind of approach um, you know uh, lends itself to a, a certain style or sound um, and the songs turn out different. Um, and you know, this all of performance. It was the first time that we wrote all of the music. And then James kind of had all of the, the music and then wrote um, lyrics and uh, melodies after the music was already finished, which we hadn't done, done it that way before. Usually, uh, a lot of times it's been uh, James with a guitar and vocal melody, and then we kind of come in with the music afterwards.
0: Uh, ah. Yeah, w- w- d- Some of them, though, it sounds like they started with a bass. No. Uh, yeah, a couple of them. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um,
0: for sure. Well, you said, you you're doing a new approach anyway. So, uh, yeah. Do you? I find that because you know I compose a lot on bass, and it leaves a lot of room for the other guys. Yeah. Something about guitar and piano when you show people the music on those instruments, it already has so much harmonic. Information, yeah, yeah uh, maybe not as free. Yeah, based for far, sure. Actually, some people, it's not enough.
1: Other people, like Nels Klein, they love it. Yeah, I um A lot of times when, when I write on bass, um, I'll end up having to stack some some other stuff, you know, some melody, guitar part, key part, or something. Um, I write a lot where I'll just program. Um, a drum beat and a drum machine. Uh-huh. And just kinda that's I kind of practiced that way. And so a lot of riffs kinda come out of just practicing with a drum machine.
0: were, were bass players an uh, important influence
1: to you? For sure man. Yeah. Um like like who? Um like uh like you. <laughs> um <laughs> I would ask. I would ask. (laughs) You set yourself up for that one. Uh, I I listened. I I know the Descendants had a few bass players over the years, but all those guys for sure. Tony. Um. But then also like. uh, What's Tony Lombardo? Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like him too. Uh, Great player. But then, like the jazz guys, um, you know who uh, uh, Tony Lombardo's big influence was? Who? Diane Chai from the Alley Cats. Oh wow! Uh, actually, the Alley Cats are back together, but in the old days, in the seventies. Yeah, Tony was. He told me he was really influenced. Diane Chai was a really good bass player. And uh, that. yeah, it, you know everybody influences everybody. Yeah, it's, I find it interesting who else were you talking about?
1: Um, Eberhard Weber, uh, the jazz guy. Uh-huh. Um, and then, like, uh, every all the bass players that from uh, Weather Report. Like, I was a big Weather Report fan. They had <laughs> a Czech guy named Vitas, right? Yeah.
0: Miroslav. Yeah, Miroslav. That's <laughs> right. And then, and then Jocko after him. Right. Yeah, pretty so, you, you know, a little bit of fusion, huh?
1: I, I think both were fretless players, too. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then, so yeah, on that tip, um, Colin Moulding Rex XTC.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, XTC.
1: Yeah, love those guys. Andy, uh... something. Partridge. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that, yeah, really good bass player. Uh... Smart parts. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, there's something about bass, you know, um, that I'm a little prejudiced. <laughs> <laughs> I got to admit, that's the first guy when I look at a band that I focus in on is the bass. Like, what would I do if I was him or her? Yeah. Uh, we're at the end of the second yeah, hour, uh, March. Uh, March. May twenty-seven, two 2018. Yeah. <laughs> Special guest Steve White Down Hold Tight for Hour 3. May 27, 2018 this is the third hour the Watford for Pedro show.
2: Looking
4: back on you, when we're almost up here, kissing ourselves. Nobody's gonna be around to tell you. I don't see you,
3: they'll see your
4: light. Looking back on you up with, kissing ourselves, nobody's gonna be around to tell you.
5: God struck, mm-hmm.
0: for Pedro, show we started the third hour off with Regina holding hands Regina whatever it is White Denim and uh, Andrea Roten with the truck song after that Ghost Car Black Cicada uh, Shandaya from the mystery of the Bulgarian voices Aaron Oppenheim with Last and finally Street Joy White Denim Street Joy
1: Tricky title. What's Street Joy about? I don't know, man. That was off D, which, that record, um, James uh, wrote um, all the uh, arrangements, the guitars um, and vocals, and sent us these um, demos, and we just wrote all of our parts to those things. So that's that was sort of the process on that record, and um, Street Joy is just something that he had working up. There's a
0: great uh song called Street Wave. Yeah. You know that one? Uh, I think Modern Dance album? Yeah. Yeah, you know, they toured. They played the Whiskey Go-Go, maybe, maybe 1978, me and D. Boom, Georgie, went and saw that gig, and it blew our minds. <laughs> I, I mean, it really blew our minds. And uh, I learned later, you know, I got to record with Tony Mamoni's got a studio in Brooklyn called Studio G with uh, <laughs> Joel Hamilton. Got to record, I did my uh, third opera there. And uh, he told me that night, that gig we saw, uh, the drummer man, uh, Scott, he, he forgot where he parked the boat. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was lost in West Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> but man, I mean, and that's, that, that song, I think it actually was the first thing, because they did a seven inch before that album, and I think that's the first thing Tony, because he told me no one wanted to rock the bass. If you listen to the old Peruble, it's always uh, Tim Wright and uh, Tom uh, switching guitar bass, Right. And, you know, off air I, w- I was talking with you too like people actually wanted to play the bass I met with the movement before that it would be just guitar guys that couldn't get any other gig so alright right, I'll do bass <laughs> yeah.
1: totally yeah. it's funny how that legend still lives on like people still think that uh, kind of hierarchy you know y- yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah it was kind of like uh, how can I put it like Little League right field like, nobody hits right. the fucking ball out of there, right? That's where you put the lame dude. <laughs> or, like, I'm, I'm re- I read this thing about John Lennon, right? He hit, Paul McCartney wasn't the real bass player. They had, like, his friend, you know, who was actually a painter. And the guy was so embarrassed he wouldn't even face, right? He turned around when he played. I can't remember his name. He, he had a hemorrhage or something. His head, his head, something blew up in his head and it killed him. And, uh, I think he left the band anyway. That's why Paul McCartney was, I went to bass. Pretty good yeah. bass, man. I mean, that guy can pro- play yeah. anything. I, I used to never really appreciate Paul McCartney bass, but then I think because everybody liked the Beatles. <laughs> l- l- listening to him, he came up with some good parts.
1: Good Definitely, parts. man. Yeah, yeah um, that song, uh, his solo stuff, uh, I Love You. um <laughs> <laughs> the bass line in that um, is uh, is so so great. <laughs> so many like little variations going on.
0: Yeah, he. Uh, I I got one of those little bases, a China Hofner, but it's Chinese, so it was only like two hundred fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. And they are interesting to play. Little, it's got little flat wounds. Weighs like two pounds. Yeah. Yeah really uh, trippy kind of thing. I want to play here uh, Radio Milk, How Can You Stand It? That's the title. Radio Milk, How Can You Stand It? Music for this edition, we heard uh, Radio Milk How Can You Stand It from
1: White White Denim. What's what's the word on that one? Um, So, more or less, it's sort of like two songs, Um, and we just kind of put them next to each other in one song. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, there probably should be like a slash there, but um, there ain't. Yeah, we thought that they worked well together.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Unit F after that with uh, Nation State Murders, Spice Pistols, Say You'll Be There, Evil-Hearted You with Sometimes, Four-Dimensional Nightmare with Eternity in the White, and then Ha Ha Ha, Yeah, White Denim. Is that two songs also?
1: No, nope. okay. that's just one, and it's four ha's. Oh, okay. Ha, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know, we fu-
0: Minutemen fucked up that way with uh, the... We used to do a cover of the urinals. Ack 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 ack. We always yeah. called it ack ack. Uh-huh. We always left off an act, but you know what? We didn't do all three verses. We only did two verses, so maybe that was okay. Makes sense. <laughs> they, you know the uh, the urinals were very important to the Minute Man. Germs, dills. For us, uh, seeing those bands in Hollywood was really important. The other ha- half was uh, bands we never saw, like the ones in England, East Coast, and stuff that never came west. And you only knew them by the record. Right. Some you only knew by the gigs. And then, yeah, you could get records. By the bands. That was such a trip, like I said. Uh, s- such a different experience in the arena rock. And it just got us lit, man. We wanted to be part of it. <laughs> so <laughs> wild. So wild. Um, and then, to see, cats like you, you know, not everything happened in the late 70s. I think th- the tradition still goes on. I think w- once the movement got going, and the, the door got sh- shoved... It uh, never got uh, slammed shut again, and uh, I don't think these are b- bad new days.
1: Yeah, I've never known arena rock ever. I've uh, I've only really seen bands and clubs, more or less.
0: You played festivals, though, probably in Europe.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the Stooges did a lot of that.
0: Uh, no sound check, you know, <laughs> rented stuff. You've never played
1: <laughs> yeah terrible you know, the back the, line.
0: Yeah. <laughs> get up there and just, yeah, hail Mary, and uh, but still, a lot of people get get to see you, and you can turn on people I've, through festivals. I've seen a lot of bands I might have not seen otherwise. So, it's
1: true. Yeah, me too.
0: I'm not. I'm not don't mean to sound like a what do you call it, uh, belly aker? Not belly aker. <laughs> but there was something about uh, the arena Rock I didn't dig.
1: But I yeah, mean, I, you know, at festivals I always try to watch from the stage anyway. But I guess I'm I'm lucky I get to watch from behind, and kind of hear how the band actually sounds.
0: Well, you guys come to town, yeah. Side of the stage ain't really
1: how it sounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, but it's it's better than the boomy shit out front. And <laughs> <In> the <laughs> rain and <laughs> mud. And
0: all that. Yeah, yeah. It could get a little, but. Um, it's still good. And uh, even if you guys do that Teragram uh, b- ballroom, I want to come see you. Cool, but man, yeah. We'll, I want to you know. be in the pit and start some shit. I don't want to be on the stage and s- side of the stage. <laughs> you know what the worst thing about the side of the stage is people seeing you up on the side of the stage. Yeah. <laughs> A little entitled motherfucker, you know. So, Steve, it's been really uh, honored to get to talk to you and uh, g- giving us your little... Uh, journey through music and uh i wish you the rest, honor's mine
1: man honor's mine
0: yeah right back and the, uh, i wish you the the most of the most with this upcoming tour and record and uh like i said t- please tell me when you come out you, you said not till january so but people yeah, you, you, like that. you get ready for a fall time in uh, uh east coast in europe because white denim will be hitting your places uh it's been the uh May 27, 2018 edition of Pedro Show. Special guest Steve from White Denim. People, keep your powder dry.